Welcome to an LTFC Studio Production. Episode 14, recorded July 1st, 2018. Freedom Through Deliverance, with Pastor Ron Robinson speaking. Our text today is taken from Ephesians chapter 4, so if you have your Bible, I uh, would encourage you to get that out. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4, and we will begin with verse 17. As you're getting that out and getting ready, I just want to say this. What do you think about when July 4th comes around every year? I'm sure that if we took a poll right now, we'd get a variety of responses. Yes, we'd think about freedom. Uh, We would think about uh, celebration. We'd probably have a lot of neat um, family experiences that we look forward to uh, every time around the July, um, July 4th. Uh, after all, this is the week, and Wednesday is the day, July 4th, or Independence Day, the day we celebrate America's freedom as the United States of America. Back on July 2nd, actually, is when the United Colonies um, claimed their independence from the allegiance to the British Crown and that all political connection between America and the state of Great Britain be totally dissolved. As I said, it was the birth of the United States of America. But July 4th, the date we celebrate, wasn't the day that Continental Congress, as I said, declared independence. It was on, actually on July 2nd. And it was the ending to the Revolutionary War that began in April, a year earlier, 1775. A war the colonists fought to regain their right as Englishmen that had been taken away by the British. The Declaration of Independence as some of you may know, and maybe others of you just did not gather that, was actually signed on August 2nd, 1776. We declared our independence, but we didn't sign the declaration until August 2nd, and then it was delivered to Great Britain later in November of that year. July 4th became a date that everyone began to accept, actually, 
probably due to the celebrations that were going on, the games that were played, the uh, um, just all kinds of ways that the colonies celebrated their independence. It's, it was a time when the colonies recognized their freedom from oppression, their deliverance from the control of Great Britain. Freedom and deliverance. Actually, uh, themes that Paul speaks about in our text today. The freedom, the deliverance we can know and experience as followers of Jesus Christ. When we put on, as he talks about, the new man, the new nature, the new self. We read about that in Ephesians 4, 24. So, let's look at the text, all right? As we read this, would you stand? And we'll read through this quickly. So I tell you this and insist on it in the, um, in the, t so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do and the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You are taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by the deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a footstool or a foothold. He who has, um, he who, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that is, or that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Father, again, we pray that you would bless this word to our hearts. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. 
as we have spoken a little bit about the freedom and deliverance we celebrate as a nation. As I said, I couldn't help but think of this passage in Scripture that Paul speaks to in terms of our freedom and deliverance through Christ. So what is the freedom, the deliverance Paul is speaking about in the life of a follower of Christ? In our text in particular, Paul is speaking primarily in verse 19 to the bondage, separation from the life of Christ. And I want to emphasize that, that latter part, the life of of Christ. <clears throat> when we give way or give in to the influences or mindsets of the world instead of the promptings of the Holy Spirit, eventually, verse 19 says, we will be past feeling. The conviction of the Holy Spirit, in other words, will be beyond that conviction and given over, it says in some translations, lewdness to all forms of debauchery, unashamed, in other words, indecency, uncontrollable. In verse 22, it talks about uncontrollable lusts. I don't know about you, but I see that being evidenced in our world today people that have been emboldened to say and do and express themselves without shame for their indecency, for the words that, they, that are coming out of their minds, the actions that they're taking. It's what Paul talks about when we allow our minds to accept the influences of our world and all the evil forces that are at work. It also talks about the unrestrained depravity of our mind. It's, it's a desire for what we know is forbidden. That's what happens when we give way to all of that. That's what 1 Peter 4, 3, 2 Timothy 2, 22 talk about. Running or run, in other words, from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. You know, when, you're, when you were young, when you go through that growth process and those hormones are raging, that's what this is talking about. We are to run from all of that and to follow God. So how do we live this life of God? Not only being taught about our freedom through redemption and justification, the grace and deliverance of Jesus Christ, 
How do we live that in actuality in our lives today? Well, we do so by first understanding that Jesus is all we will ever need. You see, Jesus came as the fulfillment of his word, Scripture. His, uh, his word, the sacrificial lamb, the fulfillment, he came as the fulfillment of our deliverance from the oppressiveness of sin. Kind of like what we were talking about in terms of our celebration as a nation, celebration from the oppressiveness of a, a controlling force. Here we understand that controlling force to be sin. There's a Greek word that really speaks to this, I think, very clearly. The word is pronounced porosis. It's a medical term. And it actually refers to the process whereby fractured bones are set through um, an ossifying process, also known as uh, a calloused petrifying of the bones. When you think about that, calloused petrifying effect or process and relate that to our lives when we are given over to this world, when we allow the influences of this world to have its effect on us. Over time, Scripture says here in this passage that we begin to lose sensitivity to the voice of God. All of this passage really is being directed not to um, those who do not know God, it's really being directed to those who know him as Lord. And it's, it, it comes as uh, encouragement and it comes as a warning to us to be aware that we are living in a world that's still under the control of the enemy. Again, as we've said before, through Christ we can live victorious lives in this world. But we have to be aware, we have to be connected to the Holy Spirit, we have to be listening to His voice so these influences of the world do not creep in and over time cause us to become calloused, petrified in our ability to even hear from God and know the deliverance that is ours. Jesus' blood on the cross redeemed us, paid the price in full, justifying us, which means declared us by His grace to be in right standing with Father God, no longer separated from knowing that's the reality 
of our walk with Christ. We are free indeed. That's true freedom. God or Jesus already paid that price in full. But the enemy tries to convince us otherwise in our lives. The encouragement, don't give way to that. Jesus tells us because he lives, we will live no longer separated from or dead to his presence, promise, or provision in our lives. The second point that I want to make quickly is this. Freedom in deliverance is or are the progressive regenerative work of Jesus Christ. We will experience evil influences of this world, the attack of the enemy. We know that. The Scripture tells us that. But the Holy Spirit, the abiding presence of Jesus Christ, promises to be more than enough, enabling us to live victorious lives, daily overcoming, daily overcoming, growing, in our faith. That's what Jesus desires, is that we continue to grow, not only accept him as Lord, but that we grow in our faith. But he gives us a choice. The choice is, are we going to let this world have its influence on our lives? Are we going to ignore the truth of his word or are we going to disobey the word or lastly are we going to obey through a relationship that he desires for us to establish with him through the power of the Holy Spirit his abiding presence in our lives Scripture tells us that that's why he calls us into relationship with him. Because we are daily living in this world, daily being influenced by things that are easy to give into. Unless we are firm in our understanding, firm in our relationship with Christ. Therefore, it's... it's, Not only accepting Christ, but it's a continual, and you've heard me say this over and over again, it's a continual renewing of our minds. You see, psychology refers to the mental and emotional functioning, the behavior of our minds. That's where the influences either for good or influences for evil come. We begin to give way to it. We begin to think about it in our minds. And we know through the the science of psychology, it does have a direct impact on our lives, our mental functioning, our emotional 
response to life. When we give way to that over a long period of time, it then begins to take root in our hearts, the control center of our being. But thanks be to God, Paul says that we can be overcomers by putting on this new nature, this new man, this new woman, by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's already won for us. It's already been purchased for us. We just have to embrace it daily in our walk with Him. You see, when we relinquish control to the enemy, by the way, we do that by giving in over and over and over again. When we relinquish that control, we experience His manipulation in our lives. His his manipulation then becomes restrictive to growth. He's everything opposite of growth in our lives. He's death. Sin is death. But the salvation that we can know and experience in our lives daily is ours through Jesus Christ. And it's a regenerative of making new, in other words, process that we can experience. And the scripture says it's life and healing to the whole body. It's nourishment to your bones. So if you want to know how to experience freedom, if you want to know how to break away from those mindsets, those things that affect who we are and how we function, it begins by embracing the cross of Christ and allowing the Holy Spirit to renew our minds, bringing His deliverance from certain and sudden death if we continue to give way to that. He wants us to walk in the healing that is ours, the deliverance that is ours. And this is my final point today. Our deliverance comes in knowing the truth. What is the truth? The Word of God, Scripture says. In the beginning, John 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. I might have that out of order, but you know what I mean, okay? Scripture tells us that truth is none other than Jesus Christ. Yes, we have Jesus Christ, or his words, what he taught, what he impressed on his followers in terms of written word that we can read and allow God's Spirit to constantly renew our minds. That's why he calls us to be in relationship, to establish time with him every day. You know, as well as I do, 
that um, it's, it's far easier to um, embrace those that we know in terms of maybe, um, I'm trying to think of an example, you know, opening up your, your home or whatever it may be. If it's somebody you know, you don't even think twice. Sure, come on over, you know. But if it's somebody you don't know, there's, there is that resistance to it, okay? Deliverance comes in knowing the truth, the truth being Jesus Christ. I like what the prophet Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 5.13. He said this, Therefore my people will go into captivity or exile for lack of understanding. Those of high rank will die of hunger, and the common people will be parched with thirst. That's what happens when we do not establish a relationship with God. Jesus, when speaking to the Jews who believed in him, said, If you hold to my teachings... You are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Hallelujah. So as we think about celebrating our freedom as a nation, let's remember... One, that freedom came at a great price. As Rich spoke to earlier, our freedom today continues to come at a great price. But as we know the truth of Jesus Christ in our lives, we will truly experience freedom like we have never known before. Paul reminds us to not use our freedom then to indulge the flesh. In other words, what God has done in our lives through the cross as lovers and followers of Christ, let's not allow ourselves to go back to the old ways of thinking and doing. Let us not indulge in the flesh, but to serve others humbly in love, loving our neighbor as ourself. That's Galatians 5, 13 and 14. And today I want to end with this promise as well from Paul in Galatians 5, 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So, the encouragement today is stand firm. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. That's what sin is. It entraps us. You know what a yoke is, certainly. It, it's what farmers have used in the past around cattle to keep them... Um, together to keep them in pattern 
are in step with what that farmer wants those cattle to do. They have to be submissive to that control. The good news is we don't have to be submissive to the enemy today and all this world's influence. And you know what? It's getting tough, isn't it? The encouragement today is stand firm. Allow God's presence to renew you daily in Him. He's more than enough. Embrace Him today. Establish relationship with Him. Talk to Him. Share your thoughts, your dreams with Him. And allow His Spirit to respond to you. He will. Hallelujah. That is the message I believe God would have us understand today. Jesus is all we ever need. Our freedom and deliverance is a progressive, regenerative work. And our deliverance comes in knowing Jesus Christ, the truth. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the fact that, Father, it's not just words in a, in a book. But, Father, these are your inspired words of truth. They're words, Father, that describe your nature, the reality of relationship with you. Father, how we can rise above what seems to be hopeless in our world today. And no one understands that more than all of us today as we look at the news, as we understand where we are headed as a nation apart from you. Oh God, we pray for this nation today on this day that we celebrate our freedom. Father God, I pray that we will recognize today that our freedom only comes in knowing you and declaring your lordship in our lives. And Father, as we do that, your word says, we will be free. We will be delivered from the oppressiveness of the evil one. And Father, as a nation, I pray that we will turn away from the enemy and that we will turn our eyes, that we will repent, seek your love and grace, your healing in our lives, and grow as you've called us to grow in your presence. We give you praise. Be with everyone this week, Father, as we celebrate and help us to be reminded of your love. We give you great praise in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Breathe on me, breath of God, breathe on me.
Thank you for joining us for this week's sermon. We hope that it was inspiring for you to get into the Word of God and find out more about Him. Need a church to call home? We would love to have you come out and join us in worshiping God with us as a church family. Sunday school starts at 9 a.m. and the morning service starts at 10 a.m. Everyone is welcome to attend. For directions and events, please visit our website at trinityfriends.com. Once again, that is trinityfriends.com. And feel free to like us on our Facebook page for easy access to events and information. Well, that is all we have time for this week. We hope to see you next week, and as always, God bless.